what's interesting is a lot of these belief systems are in our subconscious mind. We're not even aware that we believe these things. So, but we're living in ways that just don't feel good. <laughs> so I teach people how to process what's actually going on within in order for them to make changes externally. Welcome to the Human Experience Podcast. It is a personal transformation podcast focusing on improving your life, business, and your relationships. Hosted by Eldon Hasser, a mindset coach, relationship coach, author of a self-help book titled, Are We All Fucked?, which is a step-by-step -step guide to becoming a best version of yourself. Available on Amazon Worldwide, and also on his website, eldenhasser.com. Eldon is also a spiritual teacher, public speaker, workshop and seminar facilitator, and a successful property investor and developer, with passion for transforming lives globally for over 15 years. We have over 2 million downloads of our podcast. As a thank you, get a free copy of Eldon's book on his website, eldinhasser.com. Also, we are hosting a free Peak Mindset Masterclass. Get your free ticket on his website, Formula eq.com or find the link in this podcast hurry seats are limited share this podcast with your friends and family and help our mission to empower humanity please remind yourself every day how amazingly awesome you already are thank you and welcome your amazing host eldin hasser Welcome everyone to another amazing episode of the Human Experience Podcast. This is your host, Eldin Hassa. As you all know, I'm in London, England, and my guest today is from the United States. Her name is Jean Atman. She is an amazing, amazing human being. First, an amazing spiritual being having a human experience is wonderful. We had a great chat just before the recording. I can't wait to bring her on, but I'll tell you a bit about Jean before we start. So Jean, she is a soul evolution coach. She is an expert of, on energy medicine. She's been in the career for over 20 years. She's helped over 20,000 people around the globe. And she's just a wonderful human being. I can't wait to bring her on. We're gonna talk about many exciting things how to help yourself today move from where you are to where you want to be, how to improve your energy, how to improve your confidence, your self-love, how to elevate your love to another level. So welcome, Jean. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here with you. Yeah, it's an absolute pleasure to have you. Um, we had, as I said, we had a great chat earlier mm -hmm. and I just love your energy and your empathy and your love for humanity, your passion. So before we dive into all of your amazing work and your book that you are writing at the moment, could we sort of begin, paint a picture? How did you begin your amazing journey to where you are today and you know, making such a positive impact on humanity and your community, like, well, around the globe, I believe, you know, you've been mm -hmm. doing it for a number of years. So how did it all start? What inspired you? Mm -hmm. That's um, a great question. And I've, I've always been inspired to see other people thrive. To me, that's the deepest level satisfaction of my experience here. Um, and ever since I was a little girl, I was always super compassionate about everyone that I was around and making sure that everybody was okay. And it just kind of felt like my job or my mission here. But when I was little, I grew up in a very toxic environment and I was always a sensitive child with connections to the upper realms. I saw things that no one else saw. I was witnessing things um, from the upper realms coming in. I saw earthbound spirits in our house. So I was always kind of tapped into that aspect of the dimensions. Um, but living in this sort of 3D realm with a lot of toxicity, a lot of heaviness, a lot of density, it just felt very separate and it was a really confusing time. 
So as I continued my own personal evolution, I realized that we all come in here with specific lessons to learn. And I chose this really toxic experience to get a lot of contrast <laughs> to what I don't want, getting really clear about that, and then being able to sort of unpack all that stuff and understand um, how that was affecting my forward movement. So once I started to understand the whys, uh, I started to really look at things a lot differently and extract the lessons from all of those experiences and then realized how life-changing that was. So it was a very personal journey for me working through all those moving parts. And then in my deep compassion for humanity and wanting to help people, I very quickly saw how my own experiences could assist other people that were walking similar paths to me. Wonderful, wonderful. And uh, there is something very interesting which people often uh, forget to talk about, maybe they're not even aware. You mm -hmm. said um, that you sort of evaluated what you don't like to see happen or what you don't like to have or experience in your life. Could we sort of dive deeper into why that is necessary? Because people often look for what they want, but in order to have clarity, I, I guess they need to first identify what they do not want. Right, exactly. And a lot of times if you ask people, what do you want? They start to rattle off things they don't want. <laughs> You know, so I always say that's a great place to start to get really clear about what you don't want, but see if you can nudge yourself a little further to exploring what would make you happy, what would light you up, what would feel really good to have in your life. But I see um, in the work that I do, I, I manage a lot of people with trauma, narcissistic relationships, all these things. And we can tend to, once we have those experiences, we develop certain beliefs about ourselves based on what we experience or beliefs about others. You know, for instance, as a woman dating a narcissist, all men are selfish, all men are whatever, you know, fill in the blank. So then we tend to live within that belief system. And then we wonder why we can't draw in something better, something more aligned with where we'd like to be. So I challenge people a lot of times to get in touch with what they actually believe, because whatever you believe within you are creating outside of yourself and your experience. Um, so a lot of people don't understand that. And what's interesting is a lot of these belief systems are in our subconscious mind. We're not even aware that we believe these things. So, but we're living in ways that just don't feel good. <laughs> so I teach people how to process what's actually going on within in order for them to make changes externally. And the other thing I see is many times people focus on the details of life. He did this and then this happened and she said this and all these things that don't really matter. But when we kind of turn that focus back in and say, how do you feel about that? What is that triggering within you? What is it being invoked within you? Because that's the thing that's showing up, kind of flagging you down, wanting to be healed. It's not all the distractions of the outside stuff. So that's what I love to teach people that because when you see what's happening inside, you have full control over what happens with that and you can change your life. Absolutely. Beautifully said. Um, the root cause rather than the symptom, because, and also what you said, um, we actually magnetize an equal. So based on our energy, based on how we are feeling, what are the uh, daily dominant thoughts, daily dominant feelings and behaviors, we then magnetize an equal, right? So people say, well, you know, there are no good men out there or mm -hmm. all the women are filling the blanks or there are no, you know. And mm -hmm. so I always say to them, um, because when I do my live events, people often, because I teach about relationships, so people ask me, so, you know, I've been following, trying to do what you teach, but how come I don't have the perfect partner yet? And I said, what have you been doing? They said, well, I've been just writing what I want. I said, okay, and then did you work on yourself? No, I'm just, I just did my visualization, my goals, and I'm waiting, right? And I said, the question is, would you date you? They said, well, what do you mean? I said, well, you've remained the same. And I guess what you've described is this perfect person, you know, like physically, emotionally, mm -hmm. financially, in every possible way, the looks, the inside, the outside, how do you want them to make you feel? But at the same time, you remain the same. So how do you feel you want to magnetize this person if you are in opposition of magnetizing that person? So 
should you not start to work on yourself a little bit for maybe a few weeks, few months, a year maybe? And then rather than jumping from one relationship to another to actually at the base level, now you are full, complete, you know, heart, soul, mind, body, spirit, everything is in alignment, then you magnetize an equal. Absolutely. Every single time. <laughs> we'll always draw in who we are and how we think about the world, you know, and when you start to think about, you know, unearthing all of those insecurities and looking into the parts that have been hidden or tucked away or ignored or neglected, and you start to go in and heal those pieces, they no longer vibrate in your field. And so when you take that time to go in, decongest the field, clear through those things, you no longer are emitting that frequency that's magnetizing in something that you don't want. <laughs> but people don't really understand. I think in our, in my country, for sure, there's not a lot of people who understand energy healing or why it's important. And to me, it's everything, everything. I feel like if you're trying to heal without getting into your energy body, you're missing a huge part of things that can accelerate your process of healing. And because everything that we contain within is made of energy, all of our thoughts, all of our feelings, all of the trauma is stored in our body. And so when you do a clearing, you're also clearing through everything that's attached to that stagnancy, all the stuck emotions, all the looping thoughts, all the programs. So to me, it's, it's like the easiest access point to heal you know, but people like to be linear. Well, I have to know how this is going to work. And I want to talk this to death before I can understand it. And they loop and they loop and they loop. And, and I say, you know, you don't have to be in that state of suffering. You this can be so much easier if we can take on the belief system, number one, that we can heal. And number two, it doesn't have to be that hard. <laughs> so when you start to open up to the potential, all of a sudden, all these opportunities open and you can find that things can be so much more graceful <laughs> than what we once thought. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, I love the way you described it. People have the misconception that it has to be very challenging, very difficult, mm. hard work, somewhat traumatizing in order for them to heal and improve. But actually, is it isn't it's when they have a paradigm shift i think that's the first step have a clarity and then they choose they decide and i say to people healing happens in an instant it does not happen over the long period it's not a marathon this is the something you've been sold as a as a misconception misbelief because obviously they are providing you that kind of treatment because they want you to be their client or patient for 10 15 20 years maybe mm -hmm. prescribe some chemicals for you and if this doesn't work you know we're going to try something else so literally you're signing up for being a guinea pig to see if something's going to work and no wonder in united states 75 percent of population they are over medicated mm -hmm. with drugs right and they're living in an almost permanent state of being sedated right and they, yes. they can no longer because if if you have not taken anything you already have certain challenges with your energies being out of balance. Mm -hmm. And now you are putting these chemicals in your body. Now you are taking yourself away further from being able to tap into these energies and change and improve and heal. For, yes. like, and it is actually, uh, I studied several sciences myself for over three mm -hmm. decades. So on a scientific level, even Einstein and people before Einstein, they said everything, everything and everyone is energy. And actually, how we think, how we feel and how we behave impacts the energy and every cell in our body, every atom in our life, literally, right? So, and not only in our life, it actually has no bounds it can impact thousands of miles from where we are. My mother lives in Australia. And I know that it impacts her because I have done energy healing on my mother mm -hmm. from London to Australia, thousands mm -hmm. of miles away over the telephone, sometimes even just looking at her photo, she would feel mm -hmm. better. And I know what's possible. And, you know, I want to ask you based on your expertise, right, in mm -hmm. your work experience, um, what are some of the things that... Um, people can do and I, we spoke earlier before the recording that there is a, a mass awakening you know elevated mm -hmm. 
sense of global consciousness, people are realizing uh, that there is a better way to live, to feel mm -hmm. empowered, to feel strong, that not to live in sort of fear, in limitation, and they might be a bit confused. So what does that look like in your expertise from your point of view? And what mm -hmm. could these people do when they come across these sort of energies of uncertainty and worry? They're kind of one foot here, one foot there. What mm -hmm. can they do? There is a lot of confusion right now, um, even for those of us that have been on path for a long time, just because everything is shifting. All the concept, concepts are changing. Everything that we thought we knew, <clears throat> excuse me, is being challenged right now. Even the spiritual concepts that have felt concrete for a long time are being illuminated in a new way where, where there's more moving parts to them, there's more ease coming. So it's really as we step into this ascension process and this new earth energy, we really are learning a completely novel way of being. So we're stepping into that potential that exists here that has been sort of suppressed or hidden or not accessible to us until now. But what's happening within this process of ascension, the earth's frequency is lifting and rising. And so within the concept of harmonic convergence, everything that is also on this planet has also got to uplift. And so people are finding that it's a really um, interesting and intense time because they're being encouraged and nudged to offset all the old density. So by density, I mean all the insecurities, the lack of confidence, the greed, the jealousy, all those lower density feelings that we've been embodying for so long are being nudged to purge. And so those people that have been wanting to hold on to that stuff for whatever reason, it might get a little bit loud and uncomfortable because they're being asked to purge through this stuff. So when you become intentional with your process, it's a little easier because you're looking for, okay, what's ready to be released? Awesome. It's showing up because it's ready to be healed. So let's move through that process and we'll keep moving forward into where we want to go. So there's two di very different versions of life right now, depending on choice and everything is choice. You can choose to stay where you are and grip onto the old really uncomfortably, <laughs> or you can choose to, okay, this is happening. So we're going to flow with this current and have a little bit more ease. So how you recognize those things coming up, you know, the spirit is so genius with how they present situations to us. So many times things have to get uncomfortable before they get our attention, right? You have to go into crisis mode. You have to have a really tumultuous relationship. You have to get fired from your job in order to make change. Things sometimes are being done, you know, I always say for us <laughs> um, to encourage us to take another, another route. So when you're feeling really uncomfortable, if you're in a state of really loud suffering, if you're being triggered emotionally, all of those things are coming up because they're saying to you, something could be better here. So let's go into that place. Let's see what's happening and let's see what you're ready for instead. You're ready for an up-leveling. And a lot of people, they just get so scared about change that they try to continue to recreate the old stuff. And I'll tell you right now in particular, because we're being nudged to enter into a new realm, people that are insisting on staying stuck will continue to hit dead end after dead end after dead end and will experience a lot of frustration. So if you're finding yourself in extreme frustration, know there's something easier. There's something more aligned with where we're going. It's okay to drop that stuff off, let it go, and just be in the stillness and see what wants to come in instead. Just stop fighting the current. And that alone can be huge and life-changing in order to start welcoming in the new. Wonderful, wonderful. And if I may ask you, uh, for those people who say, well, this is all good and well, what Jean is saying, but uh, what could I do practically? So, you know, I have the sense of uncertainty, I'm worried and I'm and I'm hearing this and I'm hearing that and watching this and watching that. And even though I can feel that what I am experiencing no longer serves me and I feel I'm being nudged into change, but I'm kind of addicted to the old and mm -hmm. I'm waiting for something or someone outside of me to tell me that I can begin to live my life. 
Um, mm -hmm. What can one practically do? Like what mechanistically, what does that look like if we can mm -hmm. give our audience some tips and tools for them to try to apply in their life? Yeah, absolutely. And so I always recommend people identifying with their feelings because your feelings are your intuitive self. It's your, your main lead and your guidance system. And what we tend to do is we operate from our headspace. We think, okay, that person told us we need to do this. So we need to comply because that's the old program. You have to do what you're told. You know, ever since we were little, probably you, it's not time to eat yet. I don't care if you're hungry, you need to wait. You know, you can't go to the restroom yet, even though you feel like you need to. And we've been, all of our needs have been very strategically suppressed in order to continue to comply to something that is away from our innate. So we're being asked to go into our sense of innate now and go into your feelings. How does this feel to you? If someone says, no, you can't do that. And you feel, but I really, really want to. It feels so yummy and delicious to be able to do this, to hug my relative or whatever. You know, think about why you're not. Are you just doing it because someone told you that and that's the old program that you have to do what you're told? Or can you come really deeply into your sense of self and your inner knowing and say, no, I feel this is right for me. This is for my highest good. And therefore I'm going to do that. And it takes courage sometimes just because the programs have been so loud to suppress our innate self that it's, it's, it feels a little, um, you know, maybe scary. Maybe there's some trepidation that comes with it because it's going against the grain of what we've been doing. But as we become more free thinkers and really get in touch with our own authenticity, um, it becomes easier and easier. It just takes that, that first step to say, I'm going to honor myself and my feelings. And once you even start to identify with what you're feeling, which is huge for people, a lot of times people are operating for other people's expectations. They don't even know what they feel. They just feel like they should feel what they think this other person feels. <laughs> so there's a lot of confusion and convolution within that. Um, so get in touch with how you feel in every moment, even if it's something simple like, what do I feel like eating for breakfast? Maybe it's not the same thing you've eaten for the last 20 years. Maybe it's something totally radical and different. Honor that and see how that feels. Start small. You don't have to challenge your entire family dynamic first thing out the gate. You know, start small and see how that feels and continue to just practice that because we're in this path of evolution. We're not meant to stay stuck and life is just practice. So when you take the pressure off of having to do it right or do things in a certain way, but it's just practicing. If you epically face plant, awesome. What did you learn? <laughs> if it felt like a great success, great. Do that again. <laughs> it's all okay. But when you start practicing, getting in touch with your feelings and honoring those things, everything can change because, you know, we talk about self-love, self-care, all of these aspects that we've been so distant from. The more we can get in touch with who we actually are and live in that place, the more we give everyone permission to do that. And that is ultimately what's going to really up-level this plane that we live in. Absolutely, absolutely. And I wanted to ask you to dive deeper into when you talked about the, the self-love and self-worth. And I know a lot of people, they talk about it, um, probably even a lot of my audience, but what does that feel like and look like when you are at the, sort of the peak state of self-worth and self-love? Yeah, it's really, it's a good place to start to recognize that you're not there first. And um, I might backtrack just a little bit as far as this, there's a big piece of worthiness to this. If you don't feel worthy of receiving this, it's, there's a lot of gaps or obstacles, even energetically, emotionally for you to even be able to reach that. So it's really good to kind of evaluate where you came from, what belief systems have been generated in your field and that are potentially creating obstacles. And for me, obstacles are just sort of illusions. They don't really exist. It's people believe them into existence, right? So if there's obstacles, it's tied to some limitation that was instilled early on that needs a little bit of attention spent there to kind of unearth and unpack it. 
So when you can see where you came from and what might be challenging you, you can then go in and heal that place. And for me, you know, meditation is really huge and people think, oh, I can't quiet my mind. I can't meditate. And I always tell people it's not to um, sort of, you know, let your thoughts control you. It's to control your thoughts. If you can manage your own thoughts, you don't, you know, we're always thinking. So we're never going to be able to quiet the mind completely, but we can't quiet our minds. So we're doing it wrong. I call BS on that. It's literally like, let the thoughts happen, but direct them to someplace productive. So you can say, I'm feeling kind of unworthy. Go into some meditation and ask, why am I feeling unworthy? Well, I grew up within this place that just felt really bad. I felt like it didn't matter. I felt all these things. Okay, awesome. So what is the, where is that active in your field? Okay, I kind of feel that in my heart space a little bit. Okay, so what can we do to clear that stuff? What does it feel like? It feels like a, like a heavy, you know, full net of something. Okay, so let's empty that. Let's see how that feels. Oh, I feel lighter. And then see how, how that translates into your world. And next time when you tune in to how worthy do I feel, you've already cleared out some of that energy and you just feel more accepting of the worthiness piece of things. So literally going in, seeing what's happening in your field, you can write about it. People that love to write, I always ask questions in my journal. Why am I not feeling worthy? Where did this come from? How do I feel about that? Can I, you know, what belief system exists around this concept? What am I holding on to? How is that showing up in my life? The more curious you are about what's happening in there, the more answers you'll get and therefore the more solutions you'll get. So as you're first starting to process your world, curiosity is your best friend, you know? And I will say too, there's a lot of the old paradigm stuff that says the shadow parts are bad, they're wrong, and you don't want to go in there. This is the old program. So now as we're moving into this new earth energy, that also thankfully is dissolving and dissipating, which is then giving people access to their inner worlds without feeling scared to go in and saying, okay, I feel maybe insecure, unworthy. Oh, I love that part of myself. Can you learn to love those parts that are just asking for nurturing? Because to me, soul care is self-care. When you learn to love all pieces of yourself, that's the true epitome of self-care and self-love. Absolutely. Wonderful. Wonderful. And uh, for the audience, I've spoken about this many times and Jean can confirm it as well. When you are experiencing these, um, you know, energies of lack of self-love, lack of self-confidence, you are actually physiologically experiencing in your body, usually around your solar plexus, behind your breastbone, and it's sometimes just heaviness and tightness, and sometimes it's actually a throbbing pain, like literally like you, you having a knife, you're getting stabbed in your chest. And that's what it feels like. So when you start feeling like this, know that it's nothing but the energy. And Jean um, can confirm that mm-hmm. um, this energy is connected to the love and connection. So it's either we are not feeling it for ourselves or not getting it from others or whatever it is, what triggered something from childhood. Now we are in the body of a 20-year-old, 30-year-old, 50-year-old, 40. Actually, my audience is mainly um, ladies aged 35 to 45. So I love you all ladies out there. We have Jean, the expert, who's going to teach you about self-love and self-confidence, how to release, not let go, to release. So do not hold on to these energies. Um, So... Tell us more about um, how did you come up with the integrated framework that assists people in such a a deep level of healing and transformation? Mm -hmm. I love to get into my own depth. And I realized that all of these pieces are relevant. And I started to see just throughout all my, you know, my decades of experience, what really is effective in moving people forward. And I saw when we just talk about things, it sort of stirs the energy of the wound of the past, but it doesn't give it an access point outward. It's, it stirs, it amplifies, and it settles back in. So let's talk about it and let's move it. Let's move it outward. So let it surface and then move it and purge it. 
And the other thing that's really vital is when people are first stepping into their path of awakening, there's a spiritual concept that, oh, you always have to be positive. You always have to be happy. And it's like, no, get in your stuff. (laughs) It's important to get in there. And knowing that as this old trauma is surfacing, this pain is surfacing, it's temporary, number one. And number two, it's purposeful. So while it's discomfort, well, it's uncomfortable, it's purposeful movement. So when you recognize, I don't really feel great as this wound is surfacing, like, holy cow, that's intense. But I know this is so effective in my evolution. I know that this is moving through so much. So even though it might be uncomfortable, you can still feel very positive about the discomfort. So there's, there's that fine line about really allowing yourself to feel things and still feeling good, even if the thing is feeling bad. <laughs> You know, yeah, totally. Um, yeah. So I, I felt like I digressed a little bit from your original question. <laughs> no, no, no. It's I, I okay. totally, I totally agree because you know the one of my clients recently, well, many clients say the same thing, but recently a client said, "Look, you know, he's been to all different seminars, read all the books, and everything, and he's now." Um, realized based on even the experts he's been seeing for the last 10 years that he needs to go deeper into own spirituality but Mm -hmm. the people he used to see the experts they didn't know how to assist him in that so that's Mm -hmm. why he came to see me and he signed up for one year we've been working together for two three months and what happened the first session he started to feel the pain behind his breastbone and it was heaviness. And then he said, I must tell you, I'm frightened. I said, what are you frightened of? He said, I'm frightened to open my heart. I'm frightened Mm -hmm. to go in there, to see it, to feel it fully, to be my authentic self. And and I said, so what, what happened if you do that? Well, I don't know, it's unfamiliar. I've never been there. I don't even wanna go there. And, you know, and this is one of the reasons why people um, go into some form of addiction, maybe it's with food or drugs or alcohol, is because they don't want to unpack it. And I tell Mm -hmm. them, look, it's not going to kill you. It's not going to kill you. It's just we've been programmed wrongly that the negative emotions, they don't feel good and they might hurt you somehow, but no, they're just part of you. They're just the good and bad emotions, positive and negative. They're just the same. They just feel slightly different. But by having clarity, as you said, you know, you're doing a deep dive, you have, you identify, then you have clarity. Clarity gives you self-awareness. Self-awareness gives you self-empowerment. Then from that springboard, you can springboard yourself into a different life, into more positive life into a life of confidence, love, but it's not just the words. This is now from every depth of your being, it's oozing from within you. And people look at you and say, "Mm, did you shave off your beard? I never had a beard. Did you lose weight? Did you change your hair? Your hair was longer. No, never had a long hair. So, you know, (laughs) people trying to, did you change your medication? What's going on? They didn't see you all week because you've been doing the process right you've been working on yourself and and being in all of that as you know if you go do gardening you have to get you get your hands dirty mm-hmm. you might get some dirt on your fingers okay you may wear gloves but then you get some dirt on your clothes so you can't do planting these beautiful seeds to grow these beautiful plants and flowers unless you get your hands dirty and that's mm-hmm. what we are right that's what that depth of us is isn't it It is. And I think a lot of what stunts people from going into the work is not trusting that they're going to be okay, which is not trusting themselves in the greater process. And we've been, again, kind of programmed to not trust ourselves, to follow the herd, to do what we're told, to really be removed from ourselves. And so the more people go in, the more they learn, oh, I did that. I changed that. I stunted that belief system. And then this good thing happened. I did that, you know, so to be able to help people see what's happening inside, to give them guidance as to how to make changes for themselves. It serves so many reasons and purposes because they get a chance to get to know themselves. They get a chance to understand their needs. They begin to trust themselves and that they have a lot more control over their lives than what they once thought 
so many people I see living in fear because they're trying to do things externally to meet other people's expectations, to do what they're told, to do what they think they're passed on great, great, great grandparents would want for them. Like no one's operating in a place of just true authentic alignment. So the more we can get into that place, the more we trust. And what's so important about what happens there is when you have kind of unpacked all the old trauma and you trust yourself, you know anything else that comes in as a challenge or a trigger or something to work through, you got it because you, you know you feel empowered with being able to process whatever it is. But when people are outside of themselves, any the littlest thing could come in and it blows them over and they have to go into recovery you know, which that is scary. Absolutely. That's scary. But when you come into your center and you're like, I got this and you feel robust in your energy, anything else could come in and you're like, yeah, that's not a big deal. I've managed that. And it just seems the things are, are a lot more minimized and they don't feel so gigantic and scary anymore. So that's the other thing that's so important about going within is just being able to trust that you're okay. Absolutely. Trust that you are okay. And for our audience, um, there is a scientific evidence that when you just substitute the word in change how you speak from I have a problem to I have a challenge, there is a evidence that our brain, body, heart and soul loves challenges. Now mm -hmm. you are actually emitting different energy and your now you are firing at a different level. You are excited. You want to solve it like a puzzle. But when you say I have a problem... Now you are actually going into the fight or flight state and you kind of make yourself feel incapacitated and you are trying to approach to resolve the challenges from that state, from that energy. So as we begin at, at the podcast, we said everything is energy. So it is so important to identify your state of being, how you think and how you feel. Go inward and no one changes unless they change their energy. I love that difference between challenge and problem. I hadn't thought about that so linearly and so beautifully. That's It's such an interesting aspect of how we approach things. And I was thinking just, or even this morning, about the warrior energy that we all have. We all have this peace within us. And some it's more dominant than others, but you always can activate that, that advocate for yourself, you know? And when you get a challenge, you're like, oh yeah, all right, I got this, you know? And you instantly do go into that place of already tackling it. And what's so beautiful is the second you believe you can tackle something, the energy instantly starts to align with that result. So a lot of times we wait for the evidence of to see if it worked as opposed to just believing like I've already shifted that. I just need to wait until it plays out in this density <laughs> to, to see the validation. But if you know, yeah, I've already claimed it. So this is happening. And just know that going in, number one, you get out of your own way much more easily. <laughs> and the other thing, and that thing comes to you much more readily too. So you really can speed up the whole process of manifestation if you can just get out of the way and stop looking for the evidence that it's working. Because we tend to, as humans, sometimes look for all the evidence of why it's not working. But when we can look for what is and just know it, then things happen so much more quickly. And, and beautifully explained. And in that state, we feel inspired, which is from Latin in spirit. And when you are in the other state, you feel incapacitated, you feel stuck, you feel like not getting out of bed. It's mm -hmm. one of those days you need like 20 coffees to just start the day. Mm -hmm. And there are two different energies, two different states. And, you know, you, you are an expert on energy healing and energy medicine and shifting the states. And, mm -hmm. you know, why is so difficult for people to um, just accept, number one, accept that it's so easy to mm -hmm. change the energy that, uh, you know, the, as, as I say, um, it's not mine. I've heard it somewhere from my teachers years ago. Life is a choice between the birth and death. So C between the B and the D. So and we have a choice. Truly, every single day we can choose to be empowered or disempowered, to, to mm -hmm. think and feel, you know, disempowered or empowered, 
And so why is it so difficult for people to accept this to be the fact? And what can they do to shift, to begin mm -hmm. the process to say, okay, I have a choice. Mm -hmm. I have a choice and I'm going to do these steps consistently each day and then let me see the results. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are in their own way, but they just don't know it. So first thing for me always through my teachings is awareness of how you're in your own way and how you find and identify those things is your feelings and your thoughts. And of course, how life is reflecting things to you. So people that say, I'm never going to be okay. I'm never going to get ahead. Things always happen to other people. It's the nevers and the always. When you <laughs> catch yourself saying those things, you're in your own way. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're operating on a limiting belief system that is preventing anything good from coming in. Or it's hard because it won't work because I don't believe it'll can happen to me. I've tried everything. Nothing works. All of those statements that people continue to repeat to themselves, the more you say something to yourself, the more you believe it. And the more that becomes your reality. So write them down, in. right? Write them exactly. down. Exactly. Everything, it, all the statements, write them down and then identify. Yes. Yeah. And see, when you have awareness of, oh, I might be doing that, but I don't know it. When you bring that intention into your awareness, you'll start to catch yourself doing those things. Self-empowerment. Yes. Yep. And you think, oh, I did it again. And at that point, when you recognize you did it, don't beat yourself up. You know, it's not like a judgment. It's saying, oh my gosh, I'm laughing at my humanness right now where I just did that again. So now I'm going to catch myself even more because I'm aware of when I'm doing it. And what happens is a lot of times people will catch themselves after the fact, and then they'll catch themselves kind of midway through. And then they start to catch themselves before they even travel down that path at all. So you, it's just practicing getting better and better and more masterful at, stump, at stopping that and stunting that process. So pay attention to the thoughts and the inner dialogue in particular, because that's so huge in how we create our reality. The other aspect is how you feel, you know, when you're feeling a lot of fear, fear has been propagated so much this past year and a half, it's been intense. And for a long time, it was a dominant energy on this planet. So if you're sensitive at all or compassionate at all, chances are you've been feeling an amplified level of fear. So when you recognize that it's a choice, I can continue to feel this or I can choose to do something different. And I think, you know, our thoughts create our feelings, therefore create our vibration, right? So if you can catch your thoughts going, oh my gosh, are we gonna be okay? Can we go out without a mask? Can we go to the store? Are we gonna be okay? Are we gonna kill our grandparents if we go visit them? Like all these things, the thoughts invoke the feelings of fear, which then stunts people and almost paralyzes them in that state. And then they just stay stuck because they just don't know what to do. So when you can recognize that is happening, <laughs> I don't want that to happen. I'm going to just let that clear away from my field. I'm just going to sit with, how do I feel now? Am I okay in this present moment? Yeah, I'm actually pretty good. Awesome. Swim in that energy. Let that become your dominant energy and practice that over and over and over. So whenever you feel fears or worries or things that just don't serve you, fear and worry never serves. It just invokes a negative response without any benefit ever. So those are the things to offset, deflect, ignore, you know, get rid of them in your field and distract yourself with something different, anything better. I, I sort of compare it to a toddler. If a toddler is doing something that you don't want them to do, you don't go out there and say, hey, you little, you little dummy, don't do that anymore and scold them. You know, you're like, hey, look at this pretty amazing thing over here. And they're like, oh my gosh, I want to see that instead. You know, it's like this gentle sort of redirect um, of their energy and what they're focusing on. Treat yourself like that, you know, be sweet and kind to yourself and say, what about, what do I prefer instead? What feels interesting instead and direct that. And when I was first practicing this, um, I love to listen to Abraham Hicks and Esther Hicks and she's channeling Abraham. And so I knew that was kind of my default. If ever I started to down spiral into a negative thought, I would catch that thought and I'd say, nope, I need to listen to something inspiring instead. And so that became my default. And the more you kind of shift away from those old ways of being, you're creating new neural pathways to redirect actually the chemical composition of your mind, of your brain, which therefore is much easier than to slide into the new defaults that you're creating. So catch yourself, distract yourself, catch yourself, distract yourself. And there is a caveat to this. So 
I'm talking about fears and worries and things that are not serving you. If you are being triggered by a deep emotion, those are the things to not ignore. Those are the things to dive more deeply into. Pieces within you that are asking to be healed, absolutely pay attention there, right? There's a big difference there. Fears and worries, not so much. Internal traumas and wounds, dive into that stuff. And the more you can direct into your inner worlds and just find peace there and happiness there, stillness there, whatever that is, you know, the less you'll even be distracted by all the fears and worries and the bombardment of those things that want to come in just from this crazy world that we're living in currently. Beautiful, beautiful. And you see, when, when we are experiencing this fear that we are experiencing, you know, based on what we watch, what we consume, um, it triggers this, you know, well, first the thought of the fear as, as Jean described, you know, about uh, will I be okay? Will I be okay visiting my grandparents? Now, if you go into the loop, it actually becomes the loop. You feel the feelings. Now you think more thoughts equal to how you feel and then you feel equal to how you think. And then it's a loop. It's like a never, so you can interrupt the loop actually by, mm -hmm. as you say, you go and choose, you know, some positive content, the YouTube, read the book, do some journaling, maybe do some breath work, meditation, interrupt it. And you, you know that, you know, by doing this, by choosing to do it, you are actually taking your power back. You don't, you no longer feel disempowered. You feel empowered and you're like, okay, I'm okay. In the present moment, I'm okay. Whatever those rituals that you have the positive ones, practice them maybe a few times a day. Each, each time you feel sort of disempowered, feel that these thoughts of fear are coming up, you can interrupt them. Uh, there is an expression from the movie, The Lord of the Rings, like Gandalf on the bridge. Once you see, you shall not pass, you know? Once you see these disempowering, fearful thoughts and you begin the process by identifying, maybe do some journaling, you know, spending time on introspection, right? Mm -hmm. And this, this is something I, I, I say to everyone, it's very important to do because everybody says, you know, I want to change the world, but people seldom talk about, I want to change myself. And this is how I change the world. So start <laughs> with you and the world will improve. Yes. You know, it's a really interesting. Um, and I, I love that so much because I see this, how it happens energetically. It is fascinating. So I had a client who she's, she's just a helper, a giver, you know, very compassionate human. And she was really burning herself out by doing things for others. And we're making corrections in her field. And there was this one very profound session where we went in and I found exactly the, the wound that was encouraging the overgiving. So once we made that energetic correction, I, she then was plugged into her full alignment in a different place. And what was so beautiful about witnessing her energy shift like that is as soon as she was plugged into herself at this deeper layer, the way that that field expanded out was exponential. So from her loving herself to that depth, it literally changed the vibration of the planet. So those people who are givers know that as you give to yourself vibrationally, it is exponentially benefiting the collective consciousness and every inhabitant on this planet. <laughs> so it doesn't have to be I'm going to go work this today. I'm going to go do this today for that person. Those are, they're definitely productive to always be kind and, and give, especially if you're filled within. But once you energetically commit to yourself, the change like that is immense. We cannot even fathom how far that travels. Wonderful, wonderful. I totally agree. And I want to go back before we end. We have a few more minutes left on this podcast. Um, before we end, I want to dive into something which you talked about earlier, which is the meditation mm -hmm. and actually uh, why people say, well, I can't meditate, I can't stop my thoughts. From Tibetan translation, Tibetan language and the symbols, meditation means to become aware, 
awareness mm. right so what mm. are we aware when we go into meditation we are aware of how we think and how we feel now most of those things are just an illusion they're lies they're not even the truth and the thoughts are just like clouds they're just gonna pass just let them sit in your solitude in your silence if you want to put some earplugs on some music whatever you want to do just sit there you're going to be okay and try to do longer than 10 minutes because the process of healing and the benefits of meditation begun begins after 10 minutes if you want to do 10 minutes pick me up during a day walking meditation washing dishes meditation you know running meditation grocery shopping meditation that's great first thing in the morning do the proper one at least 20 30 minutes and before you sleep as well because then you can choose which thoughts you're going to be thinking rather than marinating for eight hours in your sleep in the thoughts of fear in the emotions mm -hmm. of fear so um before we end i'd like to ask jean a um, little bit about her book when is the book mm -hmm. coming up and also where people can find her her amazing work online, her courses, her teachings, her services, where can people find you if they mm -hmm. want to know more about your book and your work? Yeah, the easiest place is to go to my website, jeanatman.com. And there they can read a bit more about kind of my background, my backstory. I also offer a, my limitless course there. I was realizing the amount of people that are ready for this work um, and my, you know, limited bandwidth <laughs> of how much I can work with people individually um, in my attempts to really up level as many people as I can reach. I created my limitless course. And this teaches people how to dismantle and unpack all their limiting beliefs. You know, a lot of us are born with these rickety foundations and we try to find love and try to find abundance and all these things, but there's no real foundation of what we're standing on. So everything seems to crumble all the time. It's like a lot of work for no real payoff. So I teach people how to get out of their own way, <laughs> how to create a beautiful, strong foundation for themselves and therefore bring in things like deep love, abundance, and all these things that people are really wanting to feel satisfied in their life. So that can be found on there as well as I offer a free training, how to stop limiting beliefs from sabotaging your future. Again, how to get out of your own way. <laughs> so I encourage people to go check that out. And I also have a YouTube channel that I share little tidbits and planetary alignments and adjustments. When we can recognize what's happening cosmically and work with the energy, it can be a very, very productive time as opposed to, again, kind of fighting the current of what's, you know, what's showing up and what we're all ready for, but maybe in some resistance too. So I also offer tidbits there. And I guess your social media links are on your website as well, if people want to follow you on social media, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. And I guess it's just your name at Gene Atman, right? Yes. Yep. That's, your, that's your social social media handle as well at Gene Atman, right? Okay, Correct. wonderful. Before we go, uh, one last question. Um, mm -hmm. What is the impact you would like to leave on humanity while you are here? Mm, uh, that's a no brainer for me. I really am so dedicated to this process of ascension and just helping people to live more fulfilling and satisfying lives. So if I can reach thousands of more people, that would really be pretty awesome. <laughs> And, and be limitless, right? Recognize Absolutely. that they are limitless, right? Yes, yep. Step into their potential and witness everybody thriving. Mm, that's where it's at. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Jean. It has been an absolute pleasure to interview on my podcast, The Human Experience. Thank you all the listeners. Thank you all the viewers. If you are listening or if you are watching on YouTube, um, I love you all. And I see you in the next episode. Thank you so much, Jean. Thank you. I appreciate being here with you.